This just came across my phone right here, Doran Dickerson. Bernie Reno, who is a chief meteorologist in Buffalo, razor close call for the Steelers at Bills Sunday. Looks like a foot of snow Saturday into Sunday morning in Orchard Park. That in Orchard, excuse me. Then single LES band. Don't know what that means. Probably moves just to the south. This band will have two to three inches per hour rates. White out uh, conditions. True blizzard and road closures. Tough decision incoming. I read that poorly, but you get the picture. Weather could be an issue. We are now joined by Nate Geary. He's all involved with the Buffalo's Bills broadcast. He joins us right now for all the information on those Bills. Nate, thank you so much for joining us. What are you hearing about the weather? Listen, LAS is lake effect snow. And, uh, you know what, Nate? I'm, embar- I'm those- embarrassed. That's <laughs> dumb. I should have known that. I should have put that together uh. there. Listen, you guys aren't quite well, – I mean, you are technically considered Rust Belt, but, you know, you're not that Lake Erie Rust Belt. So, listen, I get it. We, we get lake effect snow uh, like a rain shower around here. And, uh, like, on my, my office where I'm at right now, I look out into the lake, and there is no ice to be found. So, it's been, it's been a very mild winter here in Buffalo for our standard. Uh, it's a matter of time before we get a real big doozy, and it would be fitting for a Bills Steelers playoff game to be played in like some kind of frozen tundra. Frankly, Nate, as we know, whenever it's playoff time, you know, as the days move on and you get closer to kickoff, you you know, the temperature changes—not the temperature of the weather in Buffalo or Pittsburgh, but the temperature of the feeling of the game. What's the feeling like on this Thursday? Knowing that the the Bills and the Steelers play Sunday in Buffalo, what's everybody feeling like right now? Are they confident? Well, listen, um, I would be lying to you guys if I didn't say if I said there wasn't like this level of quiet confidence uh, about this Bills team. However, I think it's a cautious confidence because this is not the Bills of 2021 or 2022. Um, it's been a tumultuous. Um, gut-wrenching, um, nervous Nelly-type season where this is a team that has lost to Mac Jones before he was benched. Not only lost to Mac Jones, but lost to Mac Jones having, I don't know, his best game ever as a football player. I think he went like 27 of 31 or something, uh, led a game-winning drive down the field in the last minute. And, and you know, the, luckily, the Bills end up winning the division, and that win from the Patriots kept them out of the top two picks. So it was kind of a, a really nice conundrum towards the end of the season when we kind of realized that was going to work out that way. Um, this is a team that's lost to the Denver Broncos. Um, this is a team that has lost to the New York Jets. Um, I'm sure I'm missing a terrible loss in there, too, as well. Um, it, it has just been one of those seasons where you sometimes don't know what you're going to get from this Bills team. However, I think the interesting part about this team is Josh Allen's still the quarterback, and he is one of the most interesting case studies of narratives across the league. I've never seen so many people look at him, and I watch him every week, and for 60 minutes, um, you know, 17, 18 weeks, hopefully more than that, 20 weeks a year, he is the most entertaining player in football. Um, there is no one on his level of entertainment value. Um, does he make some boneheaded mistakes? He absolutely does. But um, I think there, nothing encapsulates Josh Allen quite like the statistic EPA, right? Estimated points added. And I think the biggest reason is, although he makes these mistakes, he cost his team last week in three plays a minus 15.4 EPA. And then added another, like, 28 EPA. He ends up not only at a positive EPA, the number two quarterback in EPA per play and the number one quarterback in total EPA. So with all of the mistakes, all of the boneheaded plays, all of the points cost for his team, 
He's also added more points than any quarterback in the league, points per play and points overall. So this is a quarterback that I think gets unfairly judged on the negatives when the positives so greatly outweigh those negatives. And listen, I think this is a league that, and and a fan base and here in Buffalo anyways, but just in terms of NFL fans that have been fed a line for so long about how a quarterback is supposed to play. And he's not Tom Brady. He's not Ben Roethlisberger. Um, As much as people want to maybe compare him to prime Ben Roethlisberger. He is something so unique that you have three quarterbacks like Josh Allen right now and and Lamar Jackson and and Patrick Mahomes and, and Josh Allen that, a lot of people are starting to change their tune on what their franchise quarterback should look like and how they should play. Um, but in a game like this, guys, I don't know one team that wouldn't want to have Josh Allen in a winner-take-all sort of situation, in a one-game playoff. Who would you rather have in the league right now other than Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, or Josh Allen? I think that's a fair question. I can't come up with a guy. Uh, Nate Geary joining us here, Buffalo Bills pregame halftime and postgame host on WGR 550 in our Odyssey family. He's on with us on the fan hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, providing trusted plumbing and HVAC service for over 50 years. What do defenses generally do to Josh Allen to cause him to be the turnover-prone guy? Like, what, what should the Steelers be looking to do to force Allen into some key mistakes, Nate? Well, what you do is you force him to be patient. Um, you take away the big play and you force him to take what, you know, the, this terrible saying that we have in sports, these cliches, right, which is taking what the defense gives him. And Josh can do that for 57 minutes. But, man, and especially if he's down or it's a close football game, Josh Allen's looking to make that one play that changes the tides of the game. Now, he can make that play regularly. But there are times where – and I heard Kurt Warner was on our, on our station this week talking about in that game, that fourth down interception, the one where he tries to extend the play, tosses it up in the end zone, and it's effectively a punt, right? But that gets counted as an interception and a negative play because the interception happened in the end zone. But on that play, it's fourth and two. And Dalton Kincaid is the, is, is the guy that this play is set up to go to. It's a little pick play, a little rub play. Dalton Kincaid on a little flare route at the first down marker, catches the ball, falls forward, first down, extended, extends the drive, right? Josh bypasses it. He kind of looks left, but immediately he starts into Josh, Josh Allen hero ball a little bit. And now he's extending the play, you know, extending, 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 trying to get to the sidelines. We've seen him make – so many unbelievable plays where he's extending a play way past seven, eight seconds. He's holding on to the ball, makes a spectacular play. The play never materializes and he throws an interception and it's a turnover on downs essentially. Right. And on that play, it's open the way that the play is designed and where it's designed to go works. It's schemed open properly. They have a play that should get them a first down and extends the drive, and it doesn't. So there are going to be three, four, five plays in a game where I don't think people realize how functioning this offense is when it's on schedule because how often Josh Allen takes it off schedule because in the off schedule is tend to, tends to be where the big plays in this offense are. Um, when Josh Allen's holding the ball for seven seconds, it's hard to defend um, players when Josh Allen can put a ball anywhere on the field from either side running, right? But at the same time, this offense functions at a very high level when it's on time, on target, on script. Um, we just don't see it as much as maybe we should. So um, if I were the Steelers, I would really try to force Josh Allen into the three plays in a game that he might run out of patience and want to make a big play and hope that those three plays, A, your defense can make a play on the ball, get a, get a turnover, get an interception. This guy doesn't take sacks. 
without T.J. Watt, that's going to be really hard. He's the least sacked quarterback in the league. Um, so if he doesn't take sacks, your best opportunity is trying to pick the ball off. And it can happen. He's thrown picks in almost every game this year. But if you can't get make those plays defensively against him when he's going to give and put the ball in danger, then it's going to, you're going to have a tough time beating this offense, especially with how good the defense in, the, in Buffalo has been playing. Nate, in your opinion, who has the head coach advantage in this game? You know, I think uh, Mike Tomlin has earned a lot of respect across the league, and I think equally has earned some of the grief that he's been giving um, over the last couple of seasons, the way that he's handled the offense, the way that he's maybe hung on to coaches too long. Um, but I'm not the kind of guy that, that is punitive towards coaches who show loyalty. I think there's not enough of it in the NFL. And yeah, maybe he hung on to Matt Canada too long, but I think there's something to be said about coaches who will want to coach with Mike Tomlin because of the loyalty um, that he shows in the league. But I, I think right now, the way that this season has gone, the way this team has rallied around Sean McDermott following, um, I'm sure everyone has read in some portion, Ty Dunn's article um, about Sean McDermott and you know what they're calling a hit piece. And, and listen, I, I don't go as far as that. I'm, I'm a fan of Ty Dunn's. And I think the piece he put together a little got, got villainized on one piece of a very much larger picture. Um, but the team has rallied around Sean McDermott and there might not be I, uh, Joe Marino, who does the Lockdown Bills podcast, uh, was quoted as saying uh, Sean McDermott's in his bag right now. Um, he is calling some of the best defense I've seen a Bills defensive coordinator call in my life. Wow. Um, who he's doing it with um, backups and in some cases, third and fourth string linebackers last week against a Miami offense who is, you know, the second highest scoring offense league held them to 14 points. Now they were very injured, right? Had a lot of injuries, no Jalen Waddle injuries up front, no Raheem Mozart. They held a team coming off of 70 points that was fully healthy in the Miami Dolphins in week four to 20 points one week after scoring 70. Sean McDermott, when push comes to shove, I think is if not right up there with Steve Spagnola as like one of the best defensive play callers in the league, he might be the hottest defensive play caller in the league right now. And his defense is buzzing. So um, yeah, I, I, I think it, the it's, it's advantage bills, but it's not that much. I, I'm, I have all the respect in the world for Mike Tomlin. Nate, this was great, man. Really appreciate you taking the time to join us today. My pleasure. I just wanted to add one thing for your listeners. Um, Dorn Dickerson is a Buffalo Bill, will always be a Buffalo Bill in my heart. Um, just so you guys know, I know where his allegiance lies this weekend because he's, he's a pick grad. Uh, but, man, he looked really good in that, in that blue and red, I'll tell you. <laughs> look, at, look at Nate taking the opposite route of Sal. Sal kind of trashed the terrible town. You're taking the opposite route. You're playing little flattering. devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah, it's flattering. Thank you, Nate. But we're looking to get a win here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I figured as much. I figured as much. But listen, I just wanted to to remind everyone, you know, where uh, where Doran got his uh, where Doran got his start in the league, and uh, we, we we miss him in Buffalo. There's no doubt. Thanks, guys, for having me. Thanks, Nate. Thanks, Nate. Uh, there's a lot of questions I wanted to ask Nate. He's very good, yes. very thorough. Mm -hmm. uh, the the Josh Allen stuff in particular was good.